All right, here we go. Welcome right. to the Miller Law Chronicle podcast. Um, today, we're going to take a detour and we're going to talk about a subject that's uh, very important to me and is very, I'm very passionate, passionate about it. And it's basketball. And in particular, um, today, we're going to talk about the Harry and Rose Sampson Family JCC Adult Basketball League. Um, but before we get into this, um, I'd like to do a little disclaimer. So this podcast um, was not approved um, by the JCC. Um, we're kind of doing it on our own. And uh, this podcast is not authorized by the JCC. We never ask for permission, but we'll seek for forgiveness when we're done. Um, it's not a sponsored event. The views and opinions expressed by my colleagues and friends here today are those of ourselves and those that appear in don't necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the JCC. I'm, I'm being the, the lawyer that I am protecting the day. So the bottom line is if we say something stupid uh, or offensive, it's on each one of us. So no calling uh, Ryan Odesky or Mark Shapiro if someone gets upset. So for, for 30 years, um, I've been hitting the hardwood at the Harry and Rose Sampson family JCC. It's been a big part of my life. Uh, since I grew up in Canton, Ohio, where I played the game with my friends, my brother Todd, uh, I practically lived a stone throw away from the JCC, and it was where we spent countless hours honing our skills. But basketball, especially for adults, is more than just a sport. It's a powerful catalyst for nurturing our passion, forging lifelong friendships, and cultivating a profound sense of community. What's unique about the JCC basketball, especially here in Milwaukee, is its inclusivity. Whether you're Jalen King, uh, who I think is barely 21 and not able to drink legally, or David Rosengarten, just a few years removed from Nicolay High School basketball, or maybe Jimmy Neubauer, who probably should have re retired a couple years ago and is in his 60s, or Steve Warner, who certainly should have retired a few years ago, who we think it, who we think is in his 80s, but he tells us he's in his 70s. In fact, got a chance to play with him on Sunday, and he he hit the he hit the floor pretty hard a couple of times. And we welcome individuals like Sam Alexander, who, after a brief hiatus, he returns after a brief two-year hiatus. He returns a few pounds heavier and several years older. We also have um, Senate candidate Alex Lazary and former. A Bucks owner who's joining us for the last couple of years, and players like Trish Swish Patton, who would be playing with us this year but is injured. We even have rabbis in Wes Colmer and Moise Stegman, and a judge in David Borowski. We have a police officer in Ray Moore, and Steve Blackman, who continues to put up long range threes despite a full knee replacement just a few years ago. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from, the JCC is a place to find home. We're a diverse and tight-knit community that tr transcends conventional boundaries. We have brothers like Leonard and Demetrian McLean, Ari and David Rosengarden. We have fathers and sons like Damius and Sam Alexander, Steve and Lamont Blackman, and Frankie Harris and, My and Myron Hood. Our roster includes towering figures like Joe Voigt, in small players like Aaron Stern, pro proving that size is no barrier to belonging. 
Incredibly, we have a member who faced a life-threatening heart attack on the court, was miraculously revived using a defibrillator, and has found the courage to return to the league. But we'll talk more about that. We'll talk more about that later. Our basketball court ignites competitive spirit within us, the thrill of dribbling the ball, or in Tom Gensky's case, throwing it away, or executing a flawless jump shot, or making a crucial defense play is incredibly fulfilling. However, for us adults, the most significant aspect goes beyond the game. It's the friendships we build, the shared love for basketball that creates the bonds that transcend age, background, or profession. On the court, we become teammates, pushing each other to excel, celebrating victories and losses alike. Off the court, these friendships extend beyond the hardwood, including social gatherings, shared meals, collaborative work in not-for-profit initiatives, job referrals, and constant support through life's ups and downs. This shared enthusiasm for basketball weaves a sense of unity and common purpose that extends far beyond the game itself. And this is exactly what our podcast is about today. So today with our amazing guests, uh, we're going to talk about JCC basketball as a conduit and a source of enduring friendships in a, in a uh, platform for fostering a tight-knit community. But we're also going to do a fun um, season preview for the opening of our JCC Adult Basketball League um, that starts in, in a few weeks. Um, today, I'm just really fortunate to have several guests, and it looks like our technology is working. Um, I have uh, Tom Gensky here, Damius Alexander, Rodney, no one passes like Rodney Barrage, Brian Sadoff, Jordan Love, and Ari Rosengarten. And I, I want to go around and kind of chat with each one of you and, and kind of ask you a couple questions. And I want to start with Rodney, uh, the esteemed Rodney Barrage. And I want to I want to know, you know, when you started playing basketball at the J, Rodney, what attracted you to the J, to JCC basketball? And, and tell us a little bit about something about yourself. Well, thank you, Jamie. Um, I've been away from the home court JCC for about, I'd say maybe five or six years, but I did play in the league for over 30 years. Um, what attracted me there was Stanley Harris, another black brother from the hood, brought me to the JCC and we played one-on-one -on -one in 1988. And they told me there was a league. So shortly after I got in the league, and I still have that paperwork from that league that year, or from our league, the JCC League, back in 88. I think the paperwork, I have some clearer copies. But it was the JCC, it was home. Once I got there, I never left. I didn't play in any leagues in the city until like maybe 20, 25 years later. And somebody from the J, actually, uh, no, I played about 10 years later, five, six years. Somebody from the J brought me into play in the city league, uh, Eddie Favorite. Everybody remembers and loves Eddie Favorite. But JCC has been home. When I got out there, I met a lot of good people. Um, Dave Bordeaux sort of um, made me his adopted Jewish brother. So I've been um, part of uh, the JCC 
family since 1988, and the basketball has just opened a lot of doors with um, social networks and social capital and, and just friendships like Jamie. I love this man. Jamie's doing this podcast, and um, I'm glad to be a part of it. Wouldn't miss it for the world. And Jamie's done so much good work in the community, no matter what. I'm going to be on this podcast if he asks me to, and I'm glad I am because I got some real good stories, and it's called Rodney Barrage Sr. Who passes better? You have to go to the NBA to find somebody that passes better. You're not going to find <laughs> anybody passes better in, in college or on the playground. No, you have to go to the NBA. You might find somebody. Go check maybe Chris Paul or somebody. I don't know. But it's hard to find somebody to pass better than Rodney Barat. Well, you're, you're my welcome running back. buddy Mike Anytime. Tarnoff. Mike Tarnoff. Another another yeah. name yeah. from Point the guard. past. A Point great guard. name. Brian uh Point Sadoff. Guard. Right. Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? What attracted you to the J? How long you've been playing, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh just a basketball junkie growing up and I moved back from Chicago and 1997, yeah, and been playing at the J ever since then. Probably played as a little kid when I was there. And as everybody's alluding to so far, or Jamie, that introduction that Felicia wrote for you, hey, it's, it's a <laughs> great bunch of guys, and it's fun hanging out with everybody and getting to know everybody. And, uh, yeah, it's a good way to burn off energy. That's awesome. How about Jay Love? Tell us what's going on with you. What brought you to the J? Uh, well, Sean McDowell, my uncle, he was a member, and uh, he told me about the league. And uh, since then, I've been playing, and it's just like a good community to be around. More, more of a safe environment, just to be, even meeting people or anything. And uh, like Rodney said. He's one of the great pastors, even if you're on his team or not, he'll pass you the ball. I love that guy. <laughs> My first year in the lead, I actually played against his team and won a championship. So, yeah. It's just, it's just a good community to be around. Hold up a minute. No, good environment. No. You're thinking of T.O.T. Turnover time. He was passing you the ball on the other team. <laughs> good memory, no, it's just it's just good people, man, and uh friendly people. Um, good environment to bring my kids. Everyone's friendly to them, and you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, we well, we we appreciate you too. How many years you've been playing now? Um, I probably play maybe seven seasons in total, but I've been around longer than that. Uh. Let's turn it over to T.O.T. Ronnie, turn over Tom. Do you know where that name came from? <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just like, just like uh, no one passes better, nobody turns the ball over more than Tom. It came from the just, – just, it came from – I believe it came from John Koenig's Rhino's bar. That was Davies Port 2 later. It came from way back in the early 90s when Brian was a kid. That's when um 
Tom got, and he's famous all over the world for that name. He is. <laughs> I mean, you Turn go to Florida, time. you go to California. Yep. It's everywhere. Do you have a turnover in particular that stands out? Like maybe, maybe a championship oh, game. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no. I got. Uh, I'm, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, uh, from what I remember, Tom threw the ball. It was a pass. It wasn't deflected. He threw the ball. I believe Steve was up on the bicycle on the track. Tom passes the screen up on the, the bicycle on the stationary bicycle. Tom passed it up to the front. That that, that, that that was the best turnover ever. Turnover ever. <laughs> Tom, do you remember that? Yeah. What goes into having that nickname, Turnover Tom? Tell, tell us why, how you've embraced that name and why it's important to you. It's just hustle. It's just, I get the deal and then I turn it over and ready to get it. It's, it's a hustle. Well, I joined the J in 1992. Um, that was a place I wanted to introduce my son, Tony, to a place where he could play when he's not at school. And it was a great place to form relationships, meet people. And uh, I have friends were no longer members of the team, but I still keep in contact with them, like Lou and Oli, Rodney, Bruce, he passed, Bruce Maher, who passed. A lot of good people out there, a lot of relationships, a lot of good memories. And, and the nice thing about it's the only place you can go and get in a ball game. And you can play with an 18-year-old kid on one, on one side of the court and a 75-year-old guy. And you're just back in court, but everybody gets together. It's a, it's a melting pot. Yes, most definitely. Well said. Something else. Never any Quinn, fight. You? Never any fight. Oh, there, there's fights. Who? I didn't see a fight. <laughs> I never saw. I never saw a fight Jamie, here. Jamie said, "Hold on, Jamie." You say he? You... I saw somebody get knocked out, but that wasn't really a fight. I mean. The guy punched him. The guy that really runs his barbershop punched this guy for calling him a, a racial oh. slur. And I mean, that was about <laughs> it. Wasn't a fight. He just punched him. Guy fell down. There, there's disagreements. <laughs> Twin, tell us there's about you. 19, there's some 1980s basketball. Twin, you're, you're, uh, right now, Twin, you're muted, my friend. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, it doesn't good. happen too often that Twin's muted. I know. He ran about there. Took the the now. Since Rodney left. <laughs> no, I started in uh, 2001. And uh, Coach Rodney Barrage brought me. I had played for him in um, a different league called In the Paint. And I just remember he called me and told me, uh, I can shoot better than I, than I do. And I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, you, when you catch the ball, you got to dribble, then shoot. And I, he, I'm like, what do you want me to do? He was like, catch and shoot. <laughs> so I remember he brought me down to the JCC, and it was just me and him in the, in the gym. For about an hour and a half, he was just passing me the ball, and he would shoot. I couldn't dribble the ball. So I've been there ever since. So I think my first year I put, no, first year I played was the horrible year. 
I had B1 on my ticket. I never seen the bowl. <laughs> but back then, I think it was probably maybe four teams. I want to say four teams with the 18 and up one. And uh, first year I won championship was with, with Rodney. Yes, sir. Yeah. Championship. <laughs> Me, D.I. Edmonds, B1. Jesus. What's the guy named play with Jack, Jack, Jack Latrell. Jack is one of the funnest players to play with. He don't he don't want the ball, but he will run up and down court for fifty straight minutes. He'll do whatever you want him to do. Oh, you talking about the championship um, twin? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You came to the game at halftime uh, most of the games, right? Showed up at halftime. Hey, I see a couple questions. Down at the bottom, that's targeting me. <laughs> we gonna get into that later, though. We'll get into that. Let's go over <laughs> to to Damius. Uh, you know, out of uh, you know, full disclosure, uh, we have Damius and Dame, not Dame Lillard, Damius Alexander, and Ari. Um, we're all on the same team. You know, Miller and Miller, greatest player in JCC history. Dame, Dame, hey. Who? I still speak. I still yeah. Speak. Most dominant player in JCC history. Dame Original Dame time. I told, I told Dame if we win, that it, it, we're going to win this year if he's MVP. I said, well, what did I tell you, Jamie? Sorry. What did I tell you, Jamie? I know. He told you. Well, we'll talk about that. But tell us a little bit Yo, about yourself. <laughs> I want to talk about that. Because it puts some pressure on the other person on, on our team that's on the screen, too. But <laughs> but I don't want to be just right. talk about Miller. Think, and I, I don't think he has a conscience to feel pressure. That's true. That's true. So Damius, tell us tell us about you. What brings you to the JCC? How long you've been here? And how'd you get biceps like that? <laughs> hey, they went up on the members. Hey, they went up on the membership fees. I said I got to put this uh, this membership to use. I need twenty four hour access, swimming pool. I'm in the yoga class, bicycling class. I need to my money. <laughs> where to go? Where to go? But no, I, uh, so I mean, I came down. You said what? Where to go? I, uh, I came down to the J. It was uh, maybe about 96, 97, somewhere around there. Obviously, my dad got a membership. And I'm, I don't know if it was Ronnie that brought him down there. It was somebody that brought him down. I think it was Ronnie, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, obviously he signed up. Obviously, you know, I was I was a younger kid at the time. So I was just the one on the side, like most kids that we see now, just dribbling the ball on the side, trying to shoot in between timeouts and at open gyms, just trying to shoot right before the game start because they wouldn't let me play. And Tom used to always <laughs> tell me, get off the court. And, and you know, I'm I'm – I'm I'm 14, 15, and Tom telling on me, talking about he ain't old enough to play with us. So, you know, I was going through that stuff like most, but uh you still got my graph. <laughs> I do graph thing. It's, it's actually up is is actually on that paper in my room. <laughs> but uh so yeah, I've been kind of, you know, I was off and on coming down there. I was in the nineties, you know, that was obviously me coming with my dad, and then I took a little bit of hiatus, and then I started consistently coming down there myself. 
probably 2007, you know, when I came home from college. And uh, I mean, just kind of like what we're all saying, which I think is, is strength to uh, the accuracy that we all, you know, have in, in the environment is, you know, the league is, it's, you know, it's, it's a great camaraderie of guys from different walks of life, different professions, you know, uh, a lot of us, you know, most, some of us, you know, we played always in the inner city. You know, you had to have a different demeanor. You know, you, you had to go in shape, you know, because you never knew how things would go. So, you know, I think part of the league, it also kind of, for me, I know it kind of helped me keep a perspective, uh, a broader perspective on life, you know, instead of some of the things that we were around, you know, seeing people, you know, just in professions, you know, uh, just, you know, standing around, listening to conversations and just, you know, just seeing people play level-headed. You know, you ain't got to be angry when you play, you know, you ain't got to want to fight when you play, you know. Um, so I think the league just kind of gives you just kind of a, a broader outlook. You know, for me, it was kind of like seeing the other side of business, you know, just 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 how things actually, you know, was done. You know, like, oh, these guys, they work a job and they come play ball. Everybody I played ball with thought they were going to the NBA, you know, even if they were grown. So uh, that's what the league was for me. That's how long we've been playing and uh, – yeah, still, still here trying to do what I can when I can. I love that. And then uh, let's go to Ari. Tell us a little bit about what, what you've been in the J a long time. Long, long time. Um, I started going to the J probably when I was like four years old. Uh, so back in 98. Um, I've been going there ever since. I went to school right across the way at milwaukee jewish day school um and then went to high school at nicolay so went there frequently you know three four days a week after school um back in 2011 starting like the fall of my senior year of high school i actually teamed up with uh with aaron miller um not jamie's daughter but uh but aaron miller who who was the commissioner of the league for a while he brought me on to kind of reestablish the the rules a little bit and get a new formality back into the league, um, establishing better processes for setting up on Sundays, getting everybody, you know, taken care of, getting the stats ready. Um, so I worked the league for a few years before I decided I didn't want to work on Sundays anymore and just play in the league. Um, played on some frustrating teams, played on some fun teams. Damius and I won a championship a few years back. Um, against Walt. Oh, um, Walt, Walt, baby, love a few, and 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 Walt was uh, Walt was adamant that we started the game over because uh, unfortunately, because of a bomb threat that year, actually we had to stop the game at halftime. But we were what made that call. We were up by like thirty-one points at half, and he wanted to right. start over. So, uh, <laughs> so hey, they had Mike on that team. I think we we, we didn't. Um, I don't remember who they first round pick was. I think Mike was on that team too. I don't remember. Uh, I know Chris Moore was on that team because we beat them. Um, okay, because so Chris didn't Chris get one Mike. until this past year, and and I was giving him shit about it the whole time up until then. Um, yeah, I mean, like everybody else, I've 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 built a 
a very large extended family because of the league. I've known Jamie since I was very young. Um, his daughter and I were friends from the time we were like five years old. Jamie's always been like a family member to me as far as, you know, somebody who I could go to my whole life. Um, you know, meeting Twin and Leonard and those guys have been giving me a hard time since I was about 13. Uh, Rodney was my coach in middle school. Hey! Um, all right, so Ari, you're one of the better players in the league. What? Uh, you're one of the better players at the J. You give any kudos to Rodney? Uh, yeah, I'll give him. Uh, I'll give him kudos for making sure that I knew that I wasn't very good always. So I always had to keep working. Well, you had some good players there, Ari. You had Dave Winter, Greg. You had Sam Levine. It was Dave. Daniel it was. Friedman. It was good. It was just. It was, you know, I was very short. I mean, when I was a freshman in high school, I was about five charge. So it took a while for me to grow. And then, um, you know, paid my dues standing on the side, waiting for you guys to finish playing like everybody else who started coming before they were old enough to play. And, you know, like Damius was talking about before, you know, me and my brothers, we, we all went through that. Um, but honestly, like throughout the hardest segments of life that i've had like i've always been able to fall back on the jcc league um and have a bunch of people who i knew would have my back no matter what was going on um whether it was starting college and having to drop out of school and come back to milwaukee and have that be a kind of a hard hit like there was a lot of a lot of different moments in my life where this was really the consistent thing that that was able to keep me going no matter what um all the shit talk, all the messing around, all the competitiveness. It's all, it's all just a big family. So it's, it's something that's extremely important to me. So. Yeah. I, I want to I wanna check in on that. Yeah, I think that's something special. Can I come about in on that? Jamie? Can I come in on that? Jamie? Yeah. Of course. Um, just, just like Ari said, I mean, the J has been such a big part of my life, my adult life. And my kids grew up at the J swimming and taking different lessons at the J. And i actually started a program in the inner city called Operation Dream from going to my basketball friends who had always helped out with and resources for my basketball and all that stuff. But when I wanted to make a bigger impact in the city, I went to my friend Ed Brickman and asked him if he'd help me start a mentoring program. He said yes. But he didn't want to be the only one. I said, we'll find some more. Don't worry about it. Get we'll some more people. I went to Mike Tarnoff, came in. Steve Warner offered to be the treasurer of the organization because he said he was the treasurer at his synagogue. So I said, cool. So we started a program with two boys and grew to over 300 boys. Started me asking for a gifts from guys that have resources. I think I raised $15,000 the first year up under someone else's fiscal agent. And then when we started our home board, when I left in 2018, we had an annual budget of a million dollars and over 300 boys in the program. Jamie served on the board forever. Tom and Brian always were donors. I mean, it's, it's been a a, a great, great enough. journey great helping kids in the inner city through people from the Jewish Community Center in Milwaukee. Yeah, it's, it's, there's many stories like that. I think that 
the the impact that you had and the impact of Operation Dream on on our community uh, has to be one of the uh, biggest victories of the relationships that we've all built and the friendships and the camaraderie because uh, that's just remarkable. It's just remarkable. And, and kudos to you for seeing that opportunity and um, taking advantage of the amazing relationships that you developed through basketball at the JCC. Yeah, it was, it was always, it was always my pleasure to be able to work with children's kids, you know, people's children's to be able to work with the children of the people who I was playing ball with. I coached Ned's daughter. I coached um, Bill's son, Daniel. Bill's now an attorney in Chicago. I used to take the teams that I worked at an inner city school and the kids I coached at the day school, like Ari. And after the end of the season, I asked the kids if they wanted to keep playing. And then I put the Jewish kids and the inner city black kids together. Then I go get a couple ringers. Jay Love now to get them ringers. I go get a couple ringers. And before you know it, we all over the state winning tournaments. And we won the AAU championship in the state. Girl, then boys. And I had a girls team with Jewish and black kids. And I had a boys team with Jewish and black kids. So it's been great experience. Not just Operation Dream, but some of the other um, initiatives we did. We had a mentoring program at Urban Waldorf when we had uh, a membership at the J and we brought kids there for incentives for doing good um, in the mentoring program. Yeah. There's been a lot of that help in the league. You know, Jay Love mentioned uh, Sean McDowell. You know, people were trying to help him and whether it was Keon was raising money for running Rebels or AAU yeah. programs or helping get people to school and kids to college. I think that camaraderie has been there. Um, you know, someone mentioned Walt earlier, and I think what we really have, we keep talking about the league, and that's only like 15, 16, 17 weeks out of the year. But, you know, a lot of us are playing year-round, twice a week, and things like that. That's really, it's almost like a, a no-asshole policy. I mean, you come into the league, and you want to be a stat stuffer, and you want to be, uh, you know, top dog on a uh, Sunday morning or Wednesday night. You're not going to last too long. Uh, you yeah. really have to change your game. You got to be a nice guy. Those people just don't stay. Man, we got talent all level looking, you know, at Tom and I on the older side and Damius who could dunk and other people we mentioned, uh, you know, played college ball. Uh, you know, it's a good diverse group of people, but the bottom line is everybody cares about everybody. Yeah, well said. And that takes me to another story. I want, I want to talk to Tom. You know, many, many times, um, you know, we have, uh, life and death struggles that we help each other with um, off the court. And Tom actually had a, a life struggle, death struggle on the court and uh, was really fortunate um, to be at the J when, when this happened. And Tom, if you could just spend a couple minutes telling us about your, your story. Yeah, back in August of 2021, I was playing ball Wednesday night. Uh, from what I recall, I was actually having a good game. And I just, I dropped. I don't remember a thing. They said it was a, a heart attack, and luckily the right people at the JCC were there. They had an AED device next to the gym, and the, the staff members were 
were there, and I was so lucky to have them there. If they weren't there, I wouldn't be here. Wow. And um, that's that's about what I remember that night. Yeah, it was. I, I, I wasn't there. I got a call from uh, Mark Shapiro shortly after it happened, saying that you had been talking, been uh, taken to the hospital, and um, they were able to revive you. And I think you were awake um, on your way out. Um, yeah. But it was it was a very uh, challenging time for people. But I, I think they took you out, and I understand you put your thumbs up, and you seemed okay, and then they resume playing right away, which is typical at the J. Basketball continues. <laughs> but I, I, I think the the, even grab, the amazing victory is that you have you you're better. It's been a couple years. You had a defibrillator put in your chest and you're back playing, which is Yes. Wow. The the folks at uh the folks at Ascension St. Mary, the rehab people were tremendous. I was back on the court that following February. I didn't have a defibrillator. It's located underneath my clavicle. But the one best thing that I discovered out of this sad situation was I discovered red wine with your heart. <laughs> oh, that's, that's great. And, you know, it's being at the J, I, I, you know, having that support there and there was an employee at the J who's was a physician um that two people responded to you right away they knew exactly what to do and so many people have heart events you know had you been at home or had you been driving your car you know you may not be here today and so thankful that you have the passion for basketball because it's really basketball that probably saved your life um well, it certainly wasn't the guys on the court because nobody there wanted to give a mouth to mouth. Right. <laughs> and you know, my brother Reggie. Hey, they teach us. Hey, they, the same thing. Yeah. They teach us chest compressions. If you can't do mouth to mouth, continue with chest compressions till somebody get there. <laughs> What's so up, I was Randy? saying, my brother Reg, Reggie had the same type of episode on the court at the JCC. He had a stroke right there. And if he wasn't at the J, who knows what might have happened. I mean, he recovered. It took him he was in intensive care for two and a half weeks. You know, but he's at the J and they, you know, helped save his life. So, you know, the J helps in many different um, areas. You know, not, you know, never know what basketball leads to, but, you know, just playing ball at the J to save your life and it can start a life. I don't know how many kids been born there, but I think I've met a couple ladies there. Yeah, exactly. So, Damius, what so, keeps bringing you back to the J? I mean, you got talent, one of the better players in the league. You're playing all over the city, pick up and in other leagues. Why us? <laughs> uh, so, on the contrary, despite what people believe is, I don't play much basketball. Uh, in the city or at all. But I mean, when I was in my twenties, you know, when I was able to kind of play a little bit, I think the J, um, I, I think by the time I got like in my early twenties, when I came out from college, I understood that me and twin was talking about this. I understood the fellowship, you know, I understood it's kind of like 
you know, visiting your family. You know, sometimes, you know, you just call a family member. Hey, I'm in the area. You know, hey, I'm in the city. I'm in town. You know, you stop by. You don't want nothing. You don't need nothing. You just want to kind of be in the room, just show face, see, you know, how people been doing, you know, things like that. So I think I understood the value of that at a pretty young age, uh, for starters. And then, you know, sometimes the mornings, you know, the time just worked, you know, from a time perspective, get it out the way. You know, you can go in and get a full run on Sunday. By 11 o'clock, you know, you can be done, clean, and you still have the rest of the day. So you know, I think I definitely understood you know, the long-term benefit and the long-term uh, appreciation for it. You know, I mean, just the question you asked, had I stopped, will we be even having these conversations? And Brian, I mean, you know, um, you've helped me with some things from a business aspect. You helped me open, you know, just having conversation, gave me some insight on some investment things like that. You know, Jamie, we've always talked about things, you know, from investment standpoints. And, you know, so I think I just understood, you know, as, as Twine used to say, when we always talk business, when he was coming down there, when I was working for the city, He's like, man, you got to grease some wheels, man. You know, you just got to just <laughs> just keep checking those people greasing some wheels. So, you know, I think that's what it was for me. Man. Great, great. Hey, I got some names blast from the past. I mean, I got all these names. I got from all these different leagues. I'm sorry, one league, JCC league, different years. Like, you know, Larry Rothenberg that wears this old ball. Uh, Boston Celtics jersey, uh, Frank Miranda, Rob, Rob Marcus, Donnie Wamba. I mean, we got so many names from the past. Freddie Payback, Mark Wickman, you know, John Alada, Dave Bordeaux, Dave Fine, Mike Friedman. What about the Hawkster? You know, I would people. I'll tell you, let me tell a quick story here, Jamie. Okay. I would bring guys to the city. Now, I was a decent ball player. Not that good, not that bad, in the middle somewhere. But I had guys that thought they was the shit. I mean, the stuff, you know. And, and uh, they they would, you know, act like they could beat everybody. I'd bring them down to the J. I'd tell them two things when I got to the J. Number one, if you're going for a layup and Bruce Marhar is in front of you, take a jump shot. Because <laughs> if you don't, he's a former defensive back for the Detroit Lions. And you have a Giants. He's taking you to the nickel seats if you try to get a layup. Now, that's the one thing I tell everybody, all these mm -hmm. so-called ballers um, from, 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 from my, you know, my realm of life. The second thing I do, since they were so good anyway, I tell them the whole style Lewis. Style ate up everybody I brought out there. And style was damn near 50. When, when, when I started coming, because I was in my mid-30s. Sal Lewin ate up everybody that I brought out there from the city. But some of the, you know, we used to have the mouth of the South. Um, uh, Goodrich, Dan Goodrich. I don't know if people remember that name, Dan Rosen. Dan <laughs> Rosen could go. I mean, he had some stuff. Seymour, Bob Seymour, 
What about Oli and Lou? That's some names blast from the fan. Did you ever have uh, Oli set a pick against you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Big Oli. 300 pounds of a professional wrestler. Hey, Barrage. I used to, I used to call him Larry Burr. You remember Jerry Prophet? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, you remember Jerry yes, Prophet? <laughs> yeah. all, all these names Rodney's mentioning. Tommy's been nice enough to organize an annual alumni uh, dinner somewhere around Thanksgiving. So even when you no longer play in the league or you move a little bit away, uh, you know, Tommy's been good enough to try to keep uh, everybody together and relive these old stories and stats that Rodney's talking oh, about. Oh, yes. It, it's just fun. I mean, this league's been going on and open basketball gym's been going on, I don't know, 40 years with open gym. Um and it just attracts a really diverse, great group yeah. of people. It's got to be something, something special is going on there uh, compared to the whole city of Milwaukee. In the yeah, area. Brian, I got your name here, Jay Brian. Lowe. I got your name on this list back in 2002. Brian Sadoff, Dale Rodman. Uh, let's see here. Leon Snap. You want a name from the past? Leon Snap. What about Foreman? Yeah, he's reading everybody that scored four points a game or lower. <laughs> what about Foreman that shot from half court? Steve Foreman. How about hey, Joe? See, love, you know, you know what? I, I wish my dad was on here. Joe, uh, love, you ever hear him talk about uh, Johnny Deacon? Oh, no. no. Dinkins? Deacon? Let me hold on before y'all say something. Before y'all say something. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, Bryce. <laughs> settle down before y'all say anything. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there that y'all can speak. Love. Mm -hmm. They were saying I was a deacons. <laughs> you, you it was it would be something to watch if we was to play each other. That's how they said Deacons was doing it. But I was I'm taller, obviously. What was he about five eleven, six feet? Not, about five, ten, five, eleven. I'm tall, was about five eleven. But no joke, Don't. he can go. Nah, go barrage. What was you getting ready to say? You, 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 I know you got some. It's like you moving. No, your legs I was done. When, when you brought up Dinkins, he's one of the best that came out there. That's for sure. Anybody yeah. I ever bring to the league or come to watch basketball, there, they always say, "Oh man, it's all about he's a bunch of old guys and this and that and the other." I'm like, it's not a pushover league. You just can't come down here and think you're gonna win. It ain't no. that easy. No, it ain't. These people no. are smarter than what you think. Yeah, instead of fifth, they they do the right things to win the Instead of playing a defense against you, that's, that's, one thing that's, I, a, that's a good that's point, Jay Love. When I played in the that's, that's a real good point because a, a lot of like you say, Aaron, a lot of people thought that I opened the door for a lot of black people to come to the JCC. That ain't the truth. I don't know who brought Ronnie Lockett down there, but Ronnie Lockett came, and then he, I think he got Steve Blackman and him down there. And they start playing them videos in the barbershop. And everybody see them videos watching the games. They look at them old white slow dudes. Man, we beat them dudes. Man, they can't ball out. We come out there and dog them out. And then they came out there. And, and they push got hands. They didn't get no championships. Only one got think dirty got a championship. Yeah. But I, I do want to talk about Steve Blackman, though. <laughs> I won my first championship yeah, with I do want to talk about Steve Blackman, though. Because when I first came and Steve. saw Steve, 
Steve would not drive the first year he played at the J. All he did, he didn't shoot from the sides. He didn't shoot no layups. He just stood out at the top of the key and shot up there all day. He didn't. And if you get up on him, he just bag up a little bit. And, 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 and I mean, Steve Blackman was no joke. Ain't, I didn't know he was still playing in the league. Wow. wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's one. He, he used to bring his kids to the J. And Lamont, I think the ball was bigger than him when Lamont <laughs> yep. would show up, probably in diapers, running around the yep. side of the court. And now he's oh, playing. Oh, wow. He's in the league? That's just like Jalen. Yep. Yeah, Jalen yeah. and TJ. Wow. Same thing. Yep. Wow. It's, I got uh, a question. We'll say Steve Blackman. If Man, this is the longest word. twins been muted ever. <laughs> <laughs> in one word, if everybody had to give one word to describe Blackman, what would it I'm be? Saving, Tom, I'm saving it for the league, man. I'm saving the trash talk for the league. Tom, what's my yes. word for uh, Steve Blackman? Yeah, yeah, everybody had to say one word for Steve Black. What would it be? Resilient. Trash. Resilient. Trash. <laughs> Need replacement. The guy is still Here comes the rabbit hole. I, 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 Rise I up. I can do one word, but I will say. Them two words, but. When Steve says this, it kills me. Good shot, Steve Black. Good shot, Steve Black. <laughs> Or when he or when he get or when he get mad at himself. <laughs> oh boy. I, I was I got a quick Steve Blackman. So we we're playing in the Shorewood um, League, uh, and I think Dave Gruber was on that team, and uh, it's the final game in the finals, and we're down by two points. And there's like six seconds left, and Blackman probably scored like forty points. And uh, he comes down, get, get, I took the ball out, I, I gave it to him, and he comes down, just gets beyond half court. We're up, we're down by two, the clock's running down. He throws one up from just, you know, like close to, beyond the top of the key. And as he throws it up, he says, just very quietly, he goes, game. Ball swishes and we won the lead. I'll never forget that. He, he on the release, he just said, That's, "Game." <laughs> that was that was that is Blackman, and what's amazing, you like, I mean, he's back, and you think of a word. I mean, I think a linebacker. That guy is. A, a oh, oh there's stories. I mean, there's he stories. He played Washington uh, after I did, and and when I first was playing and met Steve, my high school coach Clyde Russ said, "Where's Steve? You you know Steve Blackman? You seen him?" And Clyde Russ said. He said when they won the championship upstate, everybody got all these honors, you know, all tournament, this and that. And he said they would have never won the championship, the first championship, if Steve Blackman hadn't hit a shot in the semifinal. And he had me to bring Steve to a game, and he gave him an article from the um, Wisconsin State Journal that said something like Blackman hit shot, take Washington to the championship game. And um, he had that on a trophy for Steve. So it's some great memories. And I do have to bring up Dave Gruber now. Dave Gruber wasn't no joke yet the league. That Dave averaged 40 points every year for at least 10 straight years. And um, and he say, I can hear Dave Gruber saying this right now. Work it down low, guys. Work it down low. Well, you know he's the only one down low. So 
He wants that ball, and he don't miss no free throws. So Gruber averaged 40 every year. But I think Blackman, when he got out one time, you know, he was away for a minute. When he got out one time, I think Blackman actually averaged 60 points. Probably. Like it, it, it wants me to ask the question. You talk about Gruber, you talk about Blackman. Who is in, in in our generation, who's the best player to play ball at the JCC? Same time. Same time. Yeah. Deion Edmonds. Yeah. Look at Damien's face. Look at Damien's face. He's going to kill me after the game. I, I, I think I got to go with Blackman. Only time Blackman didn't win championships when he wasn't there, we beat him one time. For a championship. If you ask me, I'm gonna say the most dominant is Dame. I think if I had to I don't know, it's I think it's hard, pick, it's hard to pick one, number one. It's hard to pick one. It's hard to pass him like up. Dwight. Yeah, Dwight you gotta come is, up yeah. with like a team, like a first team all all time in that league. At least from from my time watching it, like Damius, Dwight, Greg, Blackman in his prime. Um, Rodney, what, what are you waiting? Those on? are probably my four. Your coat, yeah, your coat, Rodney, Rodney, Ari, Rodney. So, Rodney, I saw you in I saw you so, in the coaching era, not in your prime era. When you were, when I you can't were like, speak on you oh, in your prime. First team. In ninety seven, ninety eight, Damian saw me. I got a first team. Damian saw me. Ninety eight, I was four years old. Oh, no. That's just when I started going to the J. Playing with you, I'm playing with you. Barrage used to use the funniest dude because I don't know if you remember. You, I grab a rebound, and you know how you put your hands up like this yeah. to get the ball. Rod used to come to me like this, <laughs> <laughs> like this. I get the ball. ball. I want the ball. And, and, and you know, it's so funny. It stand out so much, it make you pay attention to it, which makes you give him the ball. <laughs> like, right here. <laughs> And you, and you don't even feel like you want to pass. And it makes you just like underhand it to him. But so so first off, my first word for Steve, I think Steve is the GOAT. So my first, my one word would be GOAT. Uh, just the stories. I think more of the timing. I mean, he'd only do, and see, y'all have noticed. I don't know if Ari and him noticed. Uh, they used to try to, uh, they used to literally call the commissioner and tell the commissioner to not let Steve sign up for the league. Tom, I don't know if you remember that. When they was calling, do you remember that, Brian? They was trying. Sounds to... familiar. Yep. So I mean, again, I get the timing and all that, but I'm like, none of us had these stories where you know these were dudes his age. You know, some was older, but they were still within his age, and they was like, "Don't let him sign up," literally because he was too good. Uh, you got to talk to Tony. There was a story where Tony was Tom. You probably know when Tony was leading the league in scoring, and it was the last game of the year, and Tony had like a forty point game or something like that. And Steve had a, a bet of who was going to lead the league and score. And Steve played after Tony. So Tony, you know, he waited for Steve. They go calculate the <laughs> points. And I think Steve needed like 70 points or something to beat him. And Steve had like 71 that game. <laughs> like something crazy, right? So, you know, I just think, you know, for him to have him type. And this is Tony telling it. This ain't Steve. This is Tony telling this. This ain't Steve telling me. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, can't, I didn't see it, but – um. But that's your question, Jamie. Top five. Me and, me and my pops was talking about this. His five was Blackman, 
uh what did he put at his two? It was it was Blackman. Was it Dinkins at the two? Did you call him Dinkins? Are we talking about Johnny, Johnny Dinkins? Dinkins John? Yeah. Yeah, John. I think he was the two. I think he had me at the three, Emmons at the four. And see, y'all ain't none of y'all. And Barrage, I thought you would have mentioned the name Tremaine. Hemmer. Oh, Tremaine. I forgot about Tremaine. You talking LeBron, about trees? Le yes. Tr Le 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 LeBron before right. we knew Kids LeBron. Away, stop. Yeah. He said that would be his five right there. Yeah. Tremaine. Is Tremaine still he said around? that would be his five. He said the Greg was new skied to Dwight Weathers. They'll be like second all team. He said that will be his, that'll be the five. That's a good five. What, what about Howard Campbell? Howard didn't have longevity. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he didn't come in to do yeah. the, you know. But I felt like that about Evans. I was like, you know, we didn't get no, the best. No, he only played so a he couple. He came in, Barrage yeah. brought him in. We got a couple you years know, of. Prime Darnell yeah. Tatum, too. Prime Darnell yeah, Tatum. Oh, That was my toughest defense. That was my toughest matchup. That was my Blackman, all of them. Darnell was my yeah. toughest assignment because I couldn't time. I could time Steve. I could beat Steve. Prime Darnell is. I mean, Steve was nuts. Still Steve. I didn't have an answer for Darnell. Darnell be flicking and all unorthodox. Yeah, I never. Steve, I, 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 I never seen a prime be Neo. <laughs> Would you say I didn't catch that? I never really seen a prime. You never seen Neo. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, I hope we can stick around for a few minutes. I want to kind of move on to the, the season preview. Um, if you guys can hang on for, for a little bit. And I kind of want to talk about last year. And um, last year, it came down to Tropic um, versus Gruber. And I think, Brian, you were on, were you on Gruber last year? Yeah. And tell us a little bit about that final game and, and what happened there. You real real quick, guys, I got to get rolling. I have a hard stop at six. Um, so I'm going to get going. Great to talk right, to everybody. Right, Thank you. I'll man. talk to you guys soon. Damius and Jamie. All right, brother. Excited, uh, to win a championship this year with you. So Negative. <laughs> I think me and Joe got something to do about that. Hey, it ain't going through neither one of y'all. Y'all know it too. Hey, I seen it in J Love's face when he picked him that early. J Love was like, a lot of the league right. comes down to, you know to uh, up, right? the draft night, and it happened with Tommy and I back in '97. Tommy took a Johnny Dinkins, and we won a championship last year. Jalen was a captain, took a guy named Delon, who ended up being Rookie of the Year and MVP. Delon wanted that last shot of that game to. To win it and someone else on the team took it and we missed uh and lost basically at the buzzer um but it was it was a fun ride and i think Jalen was actually the most improved because i think he came in the league the year before wanted to lead the league in scoring found out it didn't work for him found out he needed to play as a team and between him and delon and uh we had the right chemistry which is a big part of the league uh if you could minimize the bickering uh, it got us there, and we were one shot away. Brian, you had a lot of chat. Speak, speaking of, hey Brian, I had the most appearances. Who's got the most yeah. appearances, Tom or Brian? Probably Brian. Uh, been a long time for me, Warner, because he's always the last pick, and Damius is always the first. <laughs> hey, I, I did have that going. I was trying to pick the oldest person. See, I won with the Dale Rotman. I won with uh who else was I was picking like the older dudes. I think Rob, Dale Robin was the oldest guy in the league. 
but he could, you know, he could play. So I was like, Dale, I'm gonna pick you, man. We gonna, we gonna go ahead and do this. <laughs> 